and I think it's a third level of, of, of maturity for the companies who will make it a competitive advantage if they are also able to manage the GDPR compliance in an automated way. Hello, this is Richard Starnes with Capgemini. I am the Chief Security Strategist for Northern Europe, and with me is Pierre Raffalo. Pierre, could you introduce yourself? Thank you, Richard. My, my name is Pierre-Luc Raffalo. Um, I am in charge of the cybersecurity uh, consulting and the GDPR services for Capgemini. And uh, I develop uh, the GDPR portfolio um, for Capgemini, um, which is built on, on, on three pillars, uh, the GDPR transformation, the, the, the data governance, and the cybersecurity uh, topics, which are uh, very important to comply globally with uh, the GDPR uh, uh, regulation. So I guess the first question we'll start off with is, uh, how uh, would you go about uh, seizing the GDPR opportunity? What, is, what does that mean to you, Pierre? Um, uh, GDPR is very huge and complex uh, regulation, and which is uh, not easy to address to start with. Um, as I said, it, is, uh, it has a, a lot of implications, which are not only uh, legal and, 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 and related to technologies. Uh, there is a clearly a strategic topics around GDPR. For example, the data location or the questions of sovereignty uh, to access uh, to data when, in case of law enforcement. Uh, you have also ethical uh, issues with GDPR because it doesn't mean that because you you can do something with data. It doesn't mean that you will have to do it uh, for ethical reasons. And the last point is for economics. Uh, I think we, we talk a lot about the fines uh, uh, in case of non-compliance that can be very big, um, uh, depending on the, on the, 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 the articles uh, that are involved in the, in the non-compliance or the kind of uh, companies which is involved and uh, the numbers of people, the data subject that are, uh, that have been, uh, for the, for which the data have been breached, for example. And of course, we have to talk also, um, uh, uh, about the cost, um, to, to comply and also the value, uh, the business value of GDPR for, for, for marketing reasons, etc. And of course, the cost to maintain, to keep compliant on the long term. And I think this is a, a three important topics um, and, and, and to address with GDPR. And, and, and of course, uh, we have to, 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 to comply with uh, 99 articles, um, which are very organizational processes, which are data governance, data management, um, detections of breach, uh, reporting, uh, notification, uh, security um, by design, privacy by design, to think about that topics at the very beginning of any project. So it's very important um, and wide scope. Um, and, and as I said, uh, uh, we, the, the companies can address this topic from a very strategic point of view, but also um, uh, and not only legal. Um, absolutely. The, I think GDPR represents a, a real opportunity. <laughs> for companies to um, benefit from uh, the spend on the legislation. Um, some of the things that I think that will be beneficial to the companies will be brand protection. Obviously, we see um, news um, reports on an almost daily basis of breaches. 
that uh, have real world effects for companies now. They have effects on share price. Uh, some CEOs have, have lost their positions as a result of that. And a lot of studies are showing that people are more increasingly concerned about um, consumer issues around privacy and security. And uh, this will help with uh, issues like uh, customer stickiness. Um, we all know that it's a lot easier to keep a customer than it is to gain a customer. So I think some of these issues are some of the key points that are, are opportunities and uh, benefits for GDPR. Well, what, what do you see are the opportunities and benefits for GDPR, Pierre? Um, I, I think uh, you, you have uh, uh, clearly the, the first level of, of, um, of, um, of understanding from, from a, a, an organization or a company point of view is clearly to, to say, I, I don't want uh, to face any problem regarding this regulation. So um, it means that um, they have to uh, I, maybe to to do the the basics and the, and the minimum uh, to avoid uh, the, any problems with, uh, of course, data subjects, consumers, or, or, or data protection authorities too. Or, uh, but at the first level, and and to ensure that the the responsibility, the accountability. Is properly addressed uh, because it is one one very important topic of GDPR. It is uh, the, the fact that data controller and data processors are also uh, responsible and accountable for in case of non-compliance or data breach. Um, that's the first point. But the second level is, is clearly uh, uh, to to be able to address GDPR uh, from a business perspective and 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 to make uh, data a value. Uh, and personal data of value, it means that um, the collection of personal data uh, is very important for, for marketing reasons, for example. But GDPR asks for the minimization of that data, pers I mean personal data, and which is something interesting also for the for the companies because um, um, the, the, the minimization of the, of, of the volume of personal data is interesting because they reduce the the, the scope of the potential breaches. Uh, of course, they lose some value uh, from a marketing point of view to target uh, individuals personally, but sometimes it is not very useful to uh, analyze the data as, as a personal data. And, and pseudonymization, anonymization can be used to reduce the volume of personal data, but also uh, to use the results of this analysis uh, to uh, as a marketing advantage uh, to target uh, clients, of course. That's my my, my view for 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 the the, the benefits uh, and, and make data a, a value uh, for the company. So <clears throat> obviously, where you have benefits, you have downsides. What uh, what do you think are some of the downsides that will come from not complying with GDPR? Uh, clearly, the 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 I think it is a, a kind of cultural uh, topic here. Uh, uh, depending on the on the business of each company, depending of the of the reputation of the company, of the volume of data they they manage, etc., you will have very very different approach uh, uh, from one company to another, an organization to another, and and I think we clearly see that um, some uh, have started three two, three, four years ago uh, to, to take into account these new trends in, in, uh, in, in the European approach of a data, a data market, uh, in fact. 
and um, uh, and recently, maybe one year ago, eighteen months ago, a second category of companies started thinking about that uh, regulation. But we see many, many companies who have not started yet. And I think um, um, now, based on the different uh, typologies of these companies, as I said, volume of data, size, uh, sector, etc., culture, maturity, um, some of them will face problems if they don't comply. And, and it means that uh, they can face problems with different uh, angles. It can be a data subject, a customer, a citizen, which is not happy with how the data is managed. For example, uh, it has not been deleted. Uh, they have not been granted the, the consent to manage that data. But you also have some potential uh, um, uh, organizations like activists uh, group who can uh, target some specific uh, uh, sectors and businesses uh, or companies. Uh, of course, you can have some hackers that can target and, and try to 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 own or to steal some some personal data to make some business and money with that. And of course, our organization will have to face uh, the data protection authorities' controls. And we know that here there is a, a an open question about the capabilities and the capacities of these data protection authorities to organize uh, uh, their uh, control uh, program uh, to, to address the, 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 the compliance of uh, some specific uh, organization, uh, whether they are national, international, uh, and depending on the type of data they, that, they, that, they, that they manage. And of course, for each of them, uh, you can have different uh, uh, approach to, 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 to mitigate the risks uh, depending on, on their profiles. So I've spoken to uh, a fair number of people uh, back in the United States on the subject of GDPR. They uh, they know that I'm living here in Europe now, and uh, I've had various levels of uh, interaction with them with regard to their understanding of GDPR. Now, some companies are taking the view that uh, GDPR is not going to affect them in the United States. Uh, could you speak to the international um, facet of GDPR outside the EU? Um, we see very, it's important also, I was, as I was talking about the culture, um, uh, we see very different approach uh, to manage GDPR if you are French or a Nordic, a UK or a, an American company. Uh, you know that um, it's not only uh, European companies which are uh, covered by the GDPR, but um, any uh, affiliates of a, of a big group managing uh, European citizens and European residents' uh, personal data uh, must comply with the, with the GDPR. And of course, the fines also um, are related to the worldwide turnover of company. So it means that any American company which make business in Europe or with uh, European uh, people and consumers, they have to manage that. And um, I have to say that some um, uh, English or, or American companies which are very, very, uh, they pay a lot of attention to the regulations, um, are very active in the GDPR market today, um, uh, in particular in financial services, in retail, um, they are very active in that domains, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe you have a um, uh, a view also, Richard, about the the, the degree of, of preparation, preparedness of of uh, of the the companies you have been in touch with. 
I was going to actually bring that up as the next question. Uh, the interest, the interesting thing that I've had in interactions with various companies on the subject is how they respond to GDPR has been almost directly linked to how mature their current privacy program is uh, dealing in the UK with things like the, the Data Protection Act. If they have a very mature program, a very mature approach to DPA, then most likely they are have launched a program and, and concluded that program into uh, operational um, area. If they haven't got a, a mature DPA program, then most likely, uh, in my experience, is they haven't even started yet. Um, realizing that it's going to take the information commissioner's office a while to ramp up themselves and hoping they're not the first example that gets made. So when you have companies that say, I've got a DPA program that, uh, that uh, we feel like is working for us. And really we only have to make a few minor adjustments uh, to fall in line with the uh, GDPR. Um, how do you find that statement? Yeah. Um, I think that, um, the one of the key advisory that uh, we provided to the to to, to some clients uh, recently, uh, I would say during the last six months, uh, some some which were a little bit late in, in their in their um, program. Uh, of course, uh, all have to start with an assessment to understand how did they um, handle the previous regulations which are running already as you said in uk or in in, in european country um and 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 to achieve a, i would say a good level of of preparedness uh in uh, for may 20th of this year uh, of course they have a, a four key topics the first one is a, a dpo organization and 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 good level of documentation of their program um, the second is a register of course um, the third one is uh, how uh, do they handle the, the, I would say, the by design approach to ensure that they, they, they take into account uh, the GPR and, and the, the privacy topics in, in, in their IT uh, programs, digital journey, cloud transformation, etc. And the last point, of course, is to be ready in case of a data breach or a security incident and being prepared to react and notify if it is necessary to a, to a DPA or the data subject in some circumstances. And I think it is clearly to, to avoid big problems with a, a DPA. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't talk about the, the data subject themselves, but for, for a DPA in terms of uh, purely compliance, I think it is a, a four very important topic. Of course, the consent. And uh, we see today, uh, every day, a lot of uh, mails that we receive that uh, notify uh, people that the, 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 the data privacy policy or confidentiality policy has been changed uh, to comply with the GDPR and take the opportunity to ask again for the consent uh, of the people um, to agree to receive some information or to be uh, uh, their personal data being managed in the in the system of the of the company. And I think for May 2025, uh, so it's in 10 days, uh, I, I think these five key pillars, if they are uh, in good progress, uh, of course, uh, implemented and under control, it is a good start uh, for, 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 for any uh, GDPR transformation. Of course, you have a lot of other topics to implement 
pseudonymization, access control, privileged account management, uh, contract with third parties, of course, which is also one of the key pillars, uh, the, the, the responsibility that is uh, uh, addressed in by contracts, of course, uh, be, between the data controller and the data processors. I think there is a, a very important list. What we see, it's about 15 to 20 uh, streams uh, to, to organize a, a GDPR program. And, and, and if I would say six, seven are, are under, and, under control or, or, or in, in, in good, uh, good level of preparation uh, within the next 10 days, I think for those who have not started yet, it is clearly too late. Uh, for the others, uh, there is a, uh, a, good, a good plan uh, to, to, to organize and, and, and a lot of actions to start with if it's not uh, done yet. In dealing with uh, my clients, one of the, the biggest challenges in starting a, a program uh, for GDPR has been in dealing with identifying their data, uh, what types of data they hold, where they hold it, and any third parties that uh, hold their data, and in some cases where the, that data is located geographically. Um, what do you think represents one of the two or three biggest challenges of implementing a good GDPR program? Uh, you have, a, I think it's a very important question because we see that uh, GDPR is not working by itself. It is something that is uh, uh, embedded in, in the huge transformation of the companies in terms of business, of digital, um, in terms of uh Artificial intelligence, connected objects, etc. So it is a something that must be embedded in in that uh, digital journey. I would say digital transformation, and clearly uh, uh, for me, one key uh, um, uh, topic uh, to be included in in that uh, transformation is to mix competencies and skills which come from the digital. The, I would say the technology piece the business uh, understanding of the company's processes, strategy, culture, etc., and of course, the legal and the compliance topic. And when we, we are talking about GDPR, uh, it, it, a lot of things rely beyond that and, and, and in terms of, of standards, security and privacy standards, which are not GDPR themselves, because GDPR does, does not say uh, how uh, GDPR provides requirements on what to do uh, and when, but not uh, how to do it. And uh, a lot of things uh, are, are under, is underlined by the GDPR from a technology point of view, a business point of view, and also compliance point, point of view, but not only from the GDPR specifics. Uh, I think it is the first point. Mix business, technology, digital, and legal and compliance. And, in, and it means a data protection officer a CISO, a cyber uh, information security officer, and a chief data or a chief digital officer, they have to work together. They have to be uh, very active in that domain and not uh, keep uh, as a siloed and, and, and don't know each other. They have to work together. That's the first piece. The second one is um, to uh, address the IT remediation for GDPR. And it is something quite complex. I see sometimes some security officers saying, oh, we have done, we have secured the data for, for years. 
So we have nothing to change based on what we have done because we are the king of the world in terms of security. And I think it's dangerous because, of course, the digitalization is, is changing a lot of things with a connected object, artificial intelligence, cloud, etc. And it means that uh, they have to, 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 I would say, build something new uh, in, in IT uh, for data governance and data security. And I think they are a three-step approach that can be uh, that can be developed. Of course, the first one is uh, to implement, uh, I would say, some kind of quick wins uh, based on what is already existing. It's of course the the privilege account uh, IAM uh, topic, uh, hopefully, which is uh, already running, not everywhere, um, and of course the the to include the 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 GDPR services, data protection services embedded in their big IT providers for CRM, ERP, database, cloud, etc. So it can be at no cost. And the, and the last one, which is very important, is to test the security of applications. I think the big weakness related to data processing is in the application. So uh, security, uh, application security testing is something very important. That the first uh, level of um, of um, of implementation of uh, GDPR services in uh, in the IT, and of course you may have some additional uh, technologies services uh, that can be implemented, and we see a big trend in the market uh, around that. It is of course the security operation centers, the monitoring part of that, and the data leak prevention, which seems to be a little bit complex for many reasons because it is very connected to the business and the classification of data but also the tagging of that data in a, a very uh, uh, distributed environment, a very open world. Uh, data must be accessible and shared everywhere with many people. So it means that uh, the, the classification, the tagging, and, and of course, uh, the data sharing is very important, location also. And the data leak prevention is very important topic today and with big projects that are, that, that are running. And I think you have a um, to, 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 to finish that, uh, I think the trend of the artificial intelligence, uh, which is um, starting being a reality um, in the security domain uh, and to help because we, we don't have the capabilities of people uh, to organize all this, to monitor and, and, and to operate all these technologies. So at, um, in, um, artificial intelligence will be a very good value for the, for the GDPR in the, in the future. That's globally uh, uh, a big, uh, a big, a big topic, a uh, big picture of, of the of the GDPR implementation within a, an IT system. So one of the things that's been occupying some of my clients' uh, thought processes is the the issue around the legislation with regards to data breaches and, and reporting of those in a relatively short time frame. Um, as I'm sure you know, sometimes it's difficult to pin down if you've been breached and if any information has actually been exfiltrated from the company. Um, what do you think um, are some of the hallmarks of a good data breach uh, program within GDPR? Uh, it, it is a, a tough question because you have two, two, uh, let's say two ways to, 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 to deal with that. Uh, here again, it can be a question of culture. Um, uh, you have people who think, uh, whatever I do, uh, I will be breached. So um, I, I wait for the breach and, and I, I'm ready to react, okay? And of course, you have the, another uh, psychological approach to say, I want to avoid the breach because it should be a catastrophe and, 
and and I, I would lose my reputation. I could be fine, etc. I want to avoid that. So you have to balance these two approaches. Uh, I think what we see today it is that um, uh, the monitoring piece, the detect, detection, reaction, response, is clearly um, developing very well in the market because. Uh, we know that uh, the prevention and the protection uh, uh, um, and the, um, piece of, of the cybersecurity uh, uh, architecture, organization, etc., um, uh, is not is not enough and, and, and must be balanced by a, 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 a very str a stronger uh, monitoring uh, uh, capabilities uh, across across any organization, small and big ones. And and I, th I think that um, uh, it's something very psychological uh, to, to to address that. What I, what I see uh, at my clients, it is clearly today to focus on what they call the crown jewels. Um, it's something very easy to understand and say, uh, I, I don't want that data to be breached uh, for any reason and to focus, make the maximum of effort on that data. And that's something that is, I think, more smarter uh, to, to start with and, and then uh, uh, add new uh, new functionalities, enlarge the scope of, of, a, of, a, of a SOC or, or DLP process, any monitoring uh, solutions. Uh, it can be also monitoring uh, deep and dark web because some, sometimes the data has always, is always outside the perimeter of the company and they have to, uh, companies must, must find that. So you have uh, solutions to monitor the deep and dark web to, to detect if uh, some personal data are already uh, outside uh, uh, the, 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 the IT system of, of the company. So it is something very interesting. I think the, the, the market will go into that direction. Um, of course, encryption will stay there. Uh, uh, IAM will stay there. But the, the good balance in terms of, of, of effort uh, between the two. Thank you for that. So one of the things that I think is kind of interesting that we uh, should probably talk about is competitive advantage. How can GDPR be a competitive advantage for one company over another company if their their program is, is markedly better, uh, for say? So one, some of the things that I've found from the legislation that obviously you will have uh, an improved uh, data management. You will know what kind of data you've got, where it's at, um, and you'll be culling some of that data. So obviously you'll be spending less on some of your infrastructure needs. Um, enhanced cybersecurity and a brand reputation are also two uh, very important parts that GDPR will help your company with um, in this day of, of consumer awareness about security and privacy. So Pierre, what, what do you think some of the benefits are of or, or competitive advantages for GDPR. Yeah, uh, I, I think it is uh, one of the key results of our survey that uh, the report will be released uh, within the next uh, two or three days um, uh, from the Digital Transformation Institute of Capgemini, uh, demonstrating that the consumers uh, will be um, uh, acquiring uh, products, goods from companies who have uh, made uh, efforts to secure their data and to talk about it, to demonstrate what they do, what they do to protect the data, their personal data, uh, maybe in, in e-commerce system, but not only, and, um, and, and potentially to, to be, uh, um, uh, of course, to, for the company, it's a good uh, 
good approach to, to keep uh, a consumer, uh, but also to win a new consumer. So it can be a, a very business value to demonstrate that I take care of the personal data of my clients, consumers, citizens, maybe, and also um, to um, to demonstrate how I protect it, uh, how I, I'm sure I know how it is managed, uh, who has access to it, uh, is it deleted and when, is it pseudonymized or anonymized if it's necessary, etc. And all that provides value to the business of the company. Maybe it can make also save money because if you delay the data, uh, it will cost less to archive to, 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 and, and to store, of course, and, and to access. So it's a, a good balance and it comes back to the, the very beginning of my speech when I talk about the, the, economic, uh, the economics of, of the GDPR. And I think business value, uh, take into account the money of, uh, 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 of, of, of my business, uh, I think it's, a, it's a something very important that will come uh, I think in the, after uh, the, the the first level of, of implementation of GDPR, which is I have to comply, but the next step is clearly to provide trust uh, across the data subjects. Of course, develop the business with that. And at the end, uh, uh, I think the most mature companies will have to organize their GDPR compliance with automation. Automate, as I was talking about, artificial intelligence before, I think GDPR will need automated solutions, automated processes, uh, and, and they have to, to organize a, a digital services around GDPR. Uh, and I think it's a third level of, of, of maturity for the companies who will make it a competitive advantage if they are also able to manage the GDPR compliance in an automated way. So what do you think our audience, what, the, what are the three big takeaways our audience should get from today? Ah, um, clearly, uh, the, f- the first level, as I said before, the five pillars uh, for May 25th, those who have not started yet, um, of course, it's too late to comply on May 25th, but there are four, f- five topics that can be managed very quickly. Um, it needs times and efforts, of course, but it can be managed very quickly. I would say uh, two, three, four months. Um, the, the, the second piece to, to, to keep in mind is uh, to move into the IT, uh, and, 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 and moving into the IT sometimes it's uh, uh, it fears people because uh, it cost it, it will cost money, it will be long, etc. And sometimes, many times, the the data governance solutions, the data security solutions are already there they have to be implemented properly to be configured properly and sometimes at very low cost also and the third one uh, is uh, you have to think about the value of gdpr for your business and make it uh, something positive uh, making transparent to develop trust in your organization uh, an ecosystem with your partners and of course your employees your your clients etc and and surely and maybe it's a mean term it's for one two years uh, i think uh, uh, um, companies will have to to organize the gdpr in an automated way uh, based on um, i would say a few softwares uh, uh, it solutions uh, uh, key partners can can do uh, that uh, depending on the on the it landscape of the com- of any company but they have to take care about the technologies that are pushed on the market around GDPR compliance. 
you can find uh, 200 or 300 uh, solutions on the market, which is very uh, uh, too much. And, and I think with two or three key providers, they can make a good architecture, uh, IT solutions for data governance and data security, monitoring, compliance, tracking, etc. And it can be a, a very good uh, success within the next two or three years. For my three, I'm going to reiterate your first point, which was if you haven't got yep. a GDPR program, start one now. Uh, not, it's better late than never. <laughs> the other, the <laughs> other thing to uh, look at is also take a look at what data not only does your company hold, but your suppliers and your vendors. GDPR encompasses that, and you have to look after that as well. Third point, make sure that you assign a DPO and make sure that they're taking care of all of this for you. And my fourth point, quite simply, hire Cap Gemini to help you with your GDPR issues. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your time.